Good afternoon, uh, Vice Chairman Murkowski and uh, committee. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to present testimony at today's hearing entitled Fentanyl and Native Communities, Native Perspectives on Addressing the Growing Crisis. Uh, my name is Jamie Azure. I am an enrolled member of the Turner Mountain Band of Chippewa Indians and chairman of the tribe. It is an honor to be here with you today. According to the Centers for Disease Control, nationwide over 150 people die every day from overdoses related to synthetic opioids like fentanyl. In 2020 alone, there were over 56,000 people who died of fentanyl overdose. This threat is real all over the United States and in my home state of North Dakota. According to recent statistics from the North Dakota Department of Health and Human Services, there also have been significant increases in overdose deaths. The fentanyl and opioid overdose death rate has steadily increased from 2019, where one individual per 10,000 died of an opioid or fentanyl overdose, to 2022, where two per 10,000 in North Dakota have passed away. On average, two North Dakotans die each week from opioid and fentanyl overdoses, with the highest percentages of those deaths coming from Native Americans. That's right, in North Dakota, home of five tribes, Native Americans die at a rate of almost nine individuals per 10,000. More alarming and closer to home, in Benson County, North Dakota, has seen one of the largest increases of fentanyl and opioid deaths in the state at almost two times higher than the state's average, and those numbers continue to tick upwards as we end 2023. Within the Turtle Mountain Reservation, we also have seen family members perish at the hands of this deadly poison. In response, we have set up several drug task forces that work with state and local authorities to stop this drug trafficking before it reaches our communities. For example, last year, the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa authorized its own Tribal Division of Drug Enforcement, the DDE, with tribal resources. We hired a director who, along with Law and Policy Department, formulated policy and procedures to get the DDE operational. We hired some experienced staff and became effective in March of 2023. As of today, we have four staff on this team. Prior to this, we had to rely on BIA, OJS's drug unit agents. At one point, we relied on one agent among five North Dakota reservations. As you can imagine, this was ineffective. This was far too large of an area to assign to one drug agent. Since March of 2023, we have had four major fentanyl drug busts. The DDE stopped a large quantity of drugs from reaching our people. We utilized tribal intelligence and we were able to intercept large shipments before they were on the streets of the community. Please understand that these shipments are coming mostly from the Detroit metropolitan area and sometimes as far as Las Vegas. In intercepting these shipments, we coordinated with state and federal partners for arrests coming off Amtrak in Rugby, North Dakota, around 40 miles from the Turtle Mountains. Please note that all these drug shipments are from non-Indians delivering to our reservations. We have also learned that our law enforcement efforts that these drug dealers often move into our HUD units with promises of wealth and drugs that proceeds for our vulnerable populations. These individuals have significantly disrupted the lives of our children, resulting in foster parents when the parents are arrested. Also note that these drug dealers are also using social media platforms such as Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, and more. Because of the effectiveness of the DDE, the drug dealers are complaining about loss of profits and reduction of supply. I am hopeful that we continue to 
develop effective partnerships with the state and federal agencies, but let me be clear, the BIA Office of Justice Services must step up their job. As the committee has been made aware, we have been strapped with limited BIA law enforcement resources. For example, the Bureau of Indian Affairs law enforcement continues to shift away resources from the Turtle Mountains. In fact, BIA law enforcement has recently shifted away our chief of police to work elsewhere. And I, as tribal chairman, wasn't even notified. I found out by a text from the chief of police asking if I was notified. These decisions have made Turtle Mountain members less safe. Can you imagine if a major city such as Detroit or Chicago law enforcement were suddenly transferred someplace else? What kind of message would that send? I want to take a moment to thank Senator Hoven for looking into this important matter for us. Hopefully the Senator can get answers from the Department of Interior before any more tribal members are victims of crime or drug overdose. I would also like to take a moment and offer my continued support for the following. Number one, 465-BADGES, sponsored by Senator Cortez Masto and Senator Hoven. This bill will help expedite background checks for BIA law enforcement so they can get hired more expeditiously. Part of the problem of hiring law enforcement is how long it takes to go through the background process. It should not take 9 to 12 months. Uh, number two, advanced BIA law enforcement training centers at Camp Grafton, North Dakota. This training center is the only BIA law enforcement training center located in the Great Plains region. This training helps those communities that cannot send their police officers all the way to New Mexico and allows for specialized investigation classes occurring such as drug interdiction classes. And number three, keeping the drug elimination program in the Native American Housing Assistance and Self-Determination Act, NAHASDA funding, which is currently in the Senate version of the National Defense Authorization Act, NDAA. This program will allow my community to utilize housing dollars to provide drug treatment services, rehabilitation, education, and relapse prevention in a cultural manner. In closing, I want to thank you all for allowing me to speak to this important subject and look forward to uh, answering any questions that may come after. But I would also like to mention that on behalf of the tribal leadership that is sitting at this table, that is watching, that is sitting here in support, this committee needs to remember that we took a vow to sit in the chairs that we sit in, in the leadership roles that we have taken on for that next generation. We are very close at losing a generation to an opioid, to a synthetic drug. We need to figure out a way that we can work together to address a lot of these issues that are going to be brought up today and a lot that we don't have time to get into. It's not in my nature to read off the paper that I just read off, but it was important to get the right facts across. These are our children. These are the next generation like Chairman Hilaire had mentioned earlier, these are the next round of leaders that we are fighting for. We as tribal leaders refuse to allow a generation to be lost. I just wanted to get that point across. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chairman. Councilman Kirk.